Well, I've been waiting for this day for a long time and excited to share with you about what God is already doing and what the plans are for where we are going. God is bringing renewal. And we're going to be entering a season over these next uh, 50 days, these next couple of months, where I believe if we really open our hearts to what God has, if we really just say, God, here I am, speak to me, open my heart, renew me, that God wants to do something new in each and every one of us. This isn't just about a building or a facility or what can be done with paint or carpet, but it's about what God wants to do in us as individuals, and then what he can do through us and through this place that he has entrusted to us. And that's why we keep talking about renewing our hearts, renewing our passion for the lost, and renewing our church inside and out. Do you guys like new things? <laughs> Who doesn't like something new, right? That new car smell, man, that gets so many Americans into debt. <laughs> We love that new car smell, right? Oh, that leather or the, that crunch of that seat when you first sit down and then it kind of comes around you, right? We love new or, or, a, or a new house. Ever had a new house? We were privileged once to, to, to purchase a, a brand new house that no one had lived in before. There's something about smelling that paint or even that, that sawdust, right, after things have been built and you, you smell that. It, feels, it smells really good. We love new things. Do you ever notice how you walk a little different when you have some new shoes or a new shirt on, right? Anyone? No? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like, you know, crazy, but you just feel a little different. You have something new on. It feels good. Well, what about, like, getting some new technology? How many of you have the new iPhone 59? <laughs> it has 18 cameras on the back. It's, un it's really just one multi-camera thing. But we love, you know, some new technology. We get something different. We, we like new, something different, something new. But we also like to, to have things that are renewed. One of the things I know that we love is to see before and after pictures of like renovations and restorations, right? I mean, I don't know what all the current you know, shows are, but remember the, the Move That Bus was that Extreme Home Makeover? I mean, that was one of the biggest shows, right? And what sucked us all in was, look at what it was before. And then and we know behind that bus there's something pretty amazing. This has been renewed. And then the Move That Bus or whatever, you know, the after picture. The same place. Amazing what transformation can take place. I've gotten sucked into uh, one of my, my guilty pleasures is watching uh, car restoration shows. Yeah, you know, and I'm not even necessarily like an old car guy, but there's something about finding these things in junkyards and then watching what they do with that and how they turn it into something just amazing and beautiful and useful and functional again. It's just amazing. And we love to see that renewal. Or maybe you have a family heirloom, something that you've inherited, but now you've, you've renewed it, you've rest restored it. It's become functional again. So we love the new. We love things that are renewed. But beyond the, the material things, I think there's a longing for renewal in, in our life. Maybe you need a relationship that needs to be renewed. Something that's just gone cold or gone stale. And or maybe something that's been severed. And you go, how do I renew that relationship? How do we renew parts of our lives where, where we want new hope? We want a new opportunity. We want to see something different in our lives. We want God to do something in us. We long for renewal, for that fresh wind to blow. I think spiritually for, for some of us, and, and I think it happens probably to all of us at some point in our lives, we kind of hit autopilot uh, in our spiritual life. Maybe when you first become a believer and you get baptized or you commit your life to Christ, there's an excitement, there's a freshness, everything seems new and you're growing in your faith. And what happens invariably at some point, we get stuck. We've gone on autopilot and spiritually things become routine and maybe we, we grow complacent. We get lethargic. We get comfortable in our life. And all of a sudden, there's nothing new going on. There's no renewal happening, and things are getting old, and things are decaying, and things are growing tired. 
God wants to do something new. It's like opening those windows in the spring, or even like right now, these fall cold evenings. How many of you guys like your, your room cold at night, right? You open that, that window, you crack it open, and you're hot, you know, under the covers you're warm, but the room is cold, and there's this freshness, and you're breathing in that air, right? We sometimes need that wind in our life to blow through in our spiritual lives and renew us, spark something in us, change something in us. In our church, we can get sleepy, we can get comfortable in our routines and say, God, do something new among us. Bring that fresh wind. And this is what this season is about. It's this time for renewal that we all long for. I haven't been able to shake this verse for the last couple of years, even since the pandemic, and, and, and been thinking about what God wants to do in our church, and also with our building and among us. And I think about this verse from Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I mean, this verse is just such an encouragement. This reminder that even in the Old Testament, even back in the day, God is constantly reminding us, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing something new. God wants to do something new for you. He wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in our church. And that doesn't mean that the old is bad. It just means that God's continuing to move us forward towards what he has. And that's the renewal. That's the renewal that he, that he wants to begin. And, and out of this verse has grown this idea of, of this initiative and of this desire for us as a church to experience renewal and to be made new in Christ. We're going to take some time over these next several weeks, and we're going to look at different parts of this verse and to really see how does renewal happen? How does God do new things? And today I want to begin with that very first word, see. Just that word, see. I'm going to do a whole message on see. Renew the vision. We want to be able to see. What is it that God's doing? See is about opening our eyes. See is about going, God, what's, what's here? We want to be able to look beyond what is and be able to see what could be. We want to look beyond just our, our physical eyes and begin to see with spiritual eyes and go, God, what could you do in my life? Not just what is, but God, what could you do? God, what could you do in our church? What could happen if the spirit of, of revival and renewal and the passion to reach the lost really grabbed a hold of us like it never has before? God, what is possible? Help me to see different. God, help me to see beyond what is in front of us in this physical space, in this building, and, and what could be to imagine and envision this environment transformed inside and out. Seeing begins with, with this vision and God opening our eyes not just to see what's in front of us, but to see what could be. And when I think about this renewal, it's not that I'm saying, God, we've, we've been dead and there's nothing happening. We need renewal going forward. No, God has been bringing the renewal. The renewal has been happening. The renewal is alive. The renewal is active. It's just time to add some fuel to the fire, to start saying, all right, now let's fan those flames and, and let's see, God, where we go from here. If you're here on Sundays, if you experience it week in, week out, just the passion, the joy, the love, the heart, the spirit in our worship, the receptivity that I hear from you, from God's word, and, and what he's doing in your lives. The, the, the community that's happening in our groups. A place that I've always dreamed of and, and, and love when I think about leading a church of just uh, laughter and happiness and joy and honesty. And just the sense of community and connection. Life. To be alive in the spirit is what God is doing. He's bringing that newness. We see it happening throughout our church. We see it happening in our children's ministry, our park kids' ministry. They've been just growing and, and reaching families. And those of you who have families in that ministry know how well your kids are, are being loved. We have our, our elementary kids in here. Are you in here today, elementary kids? Elementary kids, let me, see, let me hear you. Yeah. We wanted you to be a part of this today. 
to remember that they are part of a church that, that cares and, and loves for them. Our student ministry is experiencing new life and renewal. We're so thankful for Tim and Becky and leading in that ministry and the students that are a part of that and just seeing what's happening there. And we want to give them a big hand as well with that. We're experiencing the renewal in our staff and with our advisory council as we think about the future and as we just see the unity of spirit, the forward progress, the, the, the passion to do this together and to move in step, to move in sync. It's amazing. And we continue to see new people, new folks, you who have been coming. I'm just curious this morning, how many of you in the last two years, think about when did you come, if you've come in the last two years, so like we have this beautiful mile marker called uh, the pandemic, <laughs> 2020, right? How many of you in the last two years have, have become part of Meadow Park, have started attending, started worshiping? Just raise your hand real quick. I want to see your hands. All through here, through here, back in there, back over here. Awesome, over here. Yes! God is bringing renewal. God is bringing life to us, and we are so excited for that. And so, this Renew Initiative, this Renew Initiative, renewing our hearts for the Lord, that God would do something in us that would say, God, I, I want to see a transformation that he would renew our passion for the lost, going, who is this for? What is this about? Why are we doing this? What has Jesus called us to is to reach people, to introduce them to Christ. And of course, he's entrusted us with this amazing building, this amazing facility, this church. He's called us to renew this inside and out, to, to be able to reach this generation, to hand this church over to next generations, and it is our responsibility in this time. So as I talk more about what this Renew Initiative entails and what are these pieces involved, I want to take a little walk and rewind the clock just a little bit. We're going to look at a little bit of, a, a, a little bit of Meadow Park history. You guys ready for a little bit of history, a little story time? <laughs> the story of our church, actually, I'm sure we can continue to trace it back, but I'm just going to go one generation back to 1916 when West 4th Avenue Church of God was actually launched. That is the church that we grew out of. And this was a church in Columbus in 1916, and, and families were part of that and part of the city of Columbus. And the church um, in the 1960s realized that some of the families were coming from a little bit further out in Columbus, and they decided that really, you know what, we want to reach out to the northwest part of Columbus. And so even in the 1960s, they're thinking, how do we start a new church? How do we do a new work in, in this area? And so they began looking northwest, and uh, they bought some, some, some property. They bought some six acres around um, a field. Uh, this, isn't, this is actually our current field, but they, they found first another um, area right behind Riverside um, Hospital with Olentangy Road, Kenny Road, back in that area, Henderson. And they had six acres there, but uh, not enough money to build the church. And so they met in a school, and they met in Marburn Elementary School in 1965, and that was actually the first service of what is today Meadow Park Church. In 1965, it was called uh, Kendale Church of God, because if you've driven in that area, all different streets and things start with the Ken, and so they named it Kendale. They were in that community. And so the school at the time in Columbus, uh, city schools or whatever district they were, I think that was that district, said they only had a five-year lease before they had to, to uh, leave the school. And so plans were beginning to be made to build an, a church. And as they looked at their six acres, they, they realized it's kind of, it's landlocked in that neighborhood, and maybe there's a, something else. Maybe there's another property. And so then they, they looked a little further, and they looked out at, uh, at Bethel Road and Sawmill, and they saw the Walmart and the gas station, they saw the movie theaters and the restaurants galore, apartment buildings everywhere, and thought, this is a place that needs a church. <laughs> and of course, if you go back those two pictures, uh, that, was, that was what was out here, right? That was our current, current um, property. 11 acres with not much around, 
up on Sawmill, there was a, an, an apple orchard that families like to come out and, and spend a little time on, a little two-lane road. And really the, the foresight, the vision that God gave them, the people there, and just to know and to believe that God's going to place this church just where he needed to. And so they, they, they sold the property that was there. The people gave sacrificially time and again to raise the funds needed. And they bought these 11 acres and began building an A-frame structure. And in 1970, they built that first structure, which is behind us, which is now our children's center. And that became Meadow Park Church. And so in 1965, our first services, but our name, Meadow Park Church, Church of God, was right here in 1970. And services began. It wasn't but a few years later, just 14 years later, not even um, all that long, realized there was growth, great things were happening, and they wanted to build on and add on to the, our lobby and this worship center, and that happened in 1984. And if you wonder what it looked like in 1984, look around. <laughs> look down. <laughs> You're sitting on it. You're walking on it, right? Uh, it's one of the reasons for our Renew initiative. We've done some changes and transformation up here, but this was a huge step. Amazing architecture and beauty and, and just uh, advancement, just building really a, a wonderful place for the, for the church in, in that time. And so they launched services um, that year. And then uh, continued to grow, add some services, do different things. And then in 1993, expansion happened to build the, uh, what was now our cafe and then expanding over to the, the, the whole second story over there, the classrooms, the gym, the offices, adding all that space. And they finished out the first floor in 1993. And then a few years later, they also uh, finished up the second floor. And when I say they, some of you are they. That's before me, and so I say they, but some of you are we, right? How many of you say we on, when I tell that stuff? We, absolutely. Give these folks a hand for being the we that have done this. <laughs> because it is our history. And I'm so glad even today that, that Verla Wright is here. Verla Wright turned 97. Verla, where are you? Are you around here somewhere? There's Verla Wright. <laughs> Yes, and some families here on those first, from those first days here on this place. And it's just such an amazing part of our story. And then finishing up that second floor. And, and then came a big milestone in 2012. After years of sacrificing fundraisers and drives and campaigns, raising money in, in 2012, this church, some of you paid off the debt on this church to leave Meadow Park completely debt-free. That is a huge blessing, a huge gift. And that is something, that's not easy to raise money for letting, you know, canceling debt, right? But this church believed and knew what needed to happen, and you gave, and were sacrificial in that giving, and to be able to hand over this church. Now, 72,000 square feet on 11 acres. This is not a small footprint. Do you realize that? And I'm so proud of our, our facilities teams over the years, and, and all those who, who serve here, who've taken care of this building continue to, to make it functional and useful and fix the things that need to be fixed, but then comes a time where, where more needs to be done. And so we hear this history and we see the story and we, we're, we're, we're beneficiaries of that. But as we look at this, this building, we realize there hasn't been a campaign since, uh, since the, the paying off of the debt in 2012. But as we look at the building itself, parts of it, like here, have not been touched or renewed in almost 40 years. Some other parts, 20 or 30 years. Now we've done some, some things here and there in the, in the lobby and some individual rooms up on the platform. But it's time for renewal to take place and to say, okay, what do we need to do in this building? And it's time to, to begin now to say, okay, how do we write a new chapter? How do we do for us and for this generation and for those that are to come? When I think about that verse in, in Isaiah, it says, forget the former things. 
Do not dwell on the past. Now, first, that might seem harsh. Well, we don't want to forget the former things. If we want to forget them, why did I just mention them? We want to remember them. The Bible talks often about remembering in the sense of, of this is part of your story. This is part of your legacy. These are the shoulders that you build on. These are the people who have sacrificed and gone before. The Bible shares all kinds of stories like that. But I think it's the next part that gives it that perspective. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. Our former glory and former ministry and things we've done are not going to help us reach the current generation or future generations. Each generation must take hold of that call, must take hold of that challenge. And so we build on the shoulders of many of you who are here and how many who have gone before, how many have, have passed along. And yet we stand here and we come into a church. I get to come in as a pastor five and a half years ago and go, wow, nice 72,000 square foot building all paid off. What did I do for it? Nothing. Right? I did nothing for this. Now I invested in other churches and places that I've been, but every one of us that has walked in here before we set foot in here and when we set our first uh, steps in this place and on our first Sundays and our first time here, we were the beneficiaries of the sacrifice of those who are part of the church saying, this is why we exist. This is who we're for. And God has been bringing and birthing that renewal. And we want to continue to move forward and say, God, how can this place now continue to be a place that transforms lives, that reaches this generation and makes a difference for you? And so as we look at and we think about the timeline and we think about that history, if you, you see the wall, the curved wall out here when you leave, maybe you saw it before you came in and afterward take a look, uh, you see some of our history there. And then you see in 2022, this is our year, Renew Begins. And then you see some blank spots on that wall because our future has not been written yet. It depends on what we do. It depends on how we respond. It depends on what God is prompting us to say, how do we now take and write more of the, that story? How do we add to those chapters? What will our legacy be? What will people say? I look forward to a time where, where the story is told of Meadow Park, and they go, man, way back in 2022, I'm like, yeah, I remember that time, you know. <laughs> but we look back and say, what happened? It was in that time that the church saw it was a new day coming out of COVID and the era and times had changed and things were different and they built on the past and they saw a new future. There was a newness that was happening in their hearts and their lives. There was a, a spiritual commitment within the people that, that, that brought new life, brought new power, brought new energy in who they were and how they lived with the Spirit. And there was this indescribable passion to reach lost people. They understood their mission was to reach others. It wasn't about this for them. It was who wasn't here yet. They prayed for people who weren't a part of the church. They invited them. They lived it out in everyday life. You should see what took place in Meadow Park that began in 2022 and built on what happened before. Oh, yeah, and by the way, they updated their building. It took a lot of money, but, but, but the bigger thing was what happened in them. And because they did that, and because people drove by and they saw something was happening, and they came to a place that looked modern and new and fresh and with the times and saying the gospel still makes a difference today, it just reflected what was happening in the lives of the people. And that's what we want. And they handed off a church to the next generation. As that generation will hopefully and prayerfully do for the one that comes after. It's a new day, a new date on the timeline. So what is the Renew Initiative beyond what we're going to be talking about. We're going to spend some more time talking about the spiritual pieces, but let me take a few moments to just get us all on, on the same page of what are we looking to do to this building physically, inside and outside. So we're looking at six phases over three years, $870,000 to begin this process. Now, there's still going to be things after, but this is going to get us a long ways uh, down the road, and we're excited about this. Now, we, we've been 
planning and done feasibility studies. We've surveyed uh, with the congregation, talked in leadership, decided what do we need to prioritize? What are the oldest parts of our building? What are the parts most used? What impacts the next generation? And so we came up with these six phases that I want to share with you right now. And don't worry about taking notes or writing it down. We have a very nice uh, brochure we're going to hand to you on the way out. When you leave, it has all the information in there, and so you'll be able to see the phases and all that uh, with you there. But let me just go over this uh, with you here. Phase one is our worship center, to renew this worship center. This is the, the, the heart of, of who we are. It's one of the oldest places in our building it's, that hasn't been, been touched in, in a long time. And so we want to come in here. We want to begin and carpet and paint and new chairs and really bring some freshness and life into this place. Our second phase is the parking lot. Any of you guys happy about that? How many of you have, have bent some rims uh, driving around or had to wade in some water? But, but listen, we're, we're, uh, we're excited about tackling this project that's been long overdue and to, to basically give us a new uh, parking lot uh, uh, as, we, as we go forward. So that's phase two. Phase three is the Children's Center. Again, another older part of our building, an important part of our ministry and outreach to the community, used every single day. And just to be able to go through and put new flooring and, and paint the walls and begin that process of renewal will add a whole new life in there. And I tell you, it's a heavily used part of our building, and we look forward to tackling that. Phase four, the, new, uh, the lobby, the cafe, the hallways, the offices. This is all of our common areas that obviously get used a ton as we walk through the building and access from this side, from the other side, and uh, some of the areas around. And so we want to bring some new life and freshness and and connect that all together with parking lot and, and worship center that it all feels like it comes together nicely. Phase five is our exterior. The exterior needs to be addressed as well, whether it's uh, new stucco or being repainted, some landscaping, a new sign out front. It's going to really, again, allow the outside of our building to reflect what's happened inside uh, physically and spiritually in our church. And then phase six, some of the areas that are the newest, that have been the most recent uh, or least in need of of, uh, attention, but ones that we want to invest in for our kids are the, the park kids and youth areas, phase six, and really create a great space and, and theme that together and new entry for our next-gen uh, ministries off the other parking lot. So those are our six areas that we want to go through. And, and uh, if you look at that together, those phases together total $840,000. And then we're doing, with each of these phases, $5,000 per phase. We want to bring renewal to global or local partners or needs. So with each phase, $5,000, we want to bring renewal outside these walls as well to somebody else through this campaign, bringing the total to $870,000 total. So that's a, that's a big chunk. That's a big chunk for us to take on as a church, but one we believe that God is calling us to do. And here's the thing. We want to honor the sacrifices that were made and the, the, that, that we can be debt-free as a church. And so we want to continue to do these projects and to do this whole Renew Initiative debt-free. That's the good news. And the other good news is that we get to pay for it. (laughs) The other good news is that we get to sacrifice. We get to do that. And as we give, as we sacrifice our resources, phase by phase, we will get to do that. As the money is there, we will tackle the next phase, the next projects that we can, and just start, and just start doing, and just see what God's going to do in this place and through us as we tackle this one step at a time. Now, don't get too hung up on this very specific order of the phases. We have to have flexibility based on weather and timing and contractors and, and ministry you know, availability of spaces. And so there's going to be perhaps some flexibility as we move along. But these are in totality what we want to tackle. Of course, if we can save any money on any phase, we'll, we'll bump those resources into the next phase. 
And there's things that you're going to be able to do to, to roll up your sleeves, to lend some sweat equity, to come in at some point in time and tear up the carpet and remove the pews and, and help paint. There's going to be opportunities for you. And I think for us to share together and say, we worked on that together. And, and I hope I'm going to have Kyle take some black and white pictures when we're working together because it just feels something nostalgic about being in a black and white picture of working in your church, right? But just like we see those pictures, it's, it's, it's something about getting your hands dirty. Just like even our work day, just coming and being a part and saying, I'm contributing in, in more ways than financial. Financial and in prayer and in, and in, in my sweat equity and, and just helping in that way. So lots of ways in which we're going to do that and we're going to see what other resources we have available as a church to put together to make these phases a reality so that we can see the church um, be renewed uh, physically. So as I think about that, and as you think about it, even as you, we talk about being able to see and have vision, we, we all have to have the ability to look beyond what is. So if you close your eyes and you picture all these six things we talked about, you think about these different areas and you go, what would that feel like driving up to the church? What would it feel like for somebody who's, who's visiting for the first time or somebody from the community pulling up into our parking lot, seeing that sign, seeing a fresh building, walking into this lobby, in this place, dropping off their kids or in the children's center or the student lounge? hanging out in the cafe. What, what, what is that that can be? And that's what drives us forward. That's one of these pieces that, that when it comes to our physical building, that's important. And God has always used spaces for people to gather. Now, it's not that this is the only place where God meets people, but we know that when God's people come together and all the ministry and all the life that happens here for different generations and for, for worship and for the community, this really is a hub of activity that gets used. And, 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 and that's why I love that, that, that carpet's worn out in certain places. Because it would really stink to have a church that has no worn out carpet, right? Where the stripes in the parking lot never have to be repainted because nobody ever drives on it, right? It's a good problem. It means ministry is happening, life is happening, and God wants to bring that. So we picture that renewal. This summer I was, uh, I was able to be in, in Europe and and one of the things about Europe, if you've been, you, you have to visit some cathedrals, right? Cathedrals are everywhere. And they're amazing buildings, amazing feats of architecture and art and design and whatnot. But they're getting old, and, and, and what happens is millions of dollars are spent on renewal, right, and on restoration. And so, so uh, scaffolding goes up. We, we saw Notre Dame from the outside, billions of dollars invested to restore these cathedrals. And I think, how awesome to have a great, a great and beautiful church. But what's often missing in those churches is what? People, spiritual life. It does us no good to have a great building that doesn't have renewal of heart, a renewal of passion. That's why I want to talk to you about spiritual renewal. That's why this has to be wedded together with this, because if it's all about a building, we miss the point. It's when those two come together, and it's when the life is there in the people, then it doesn't really fully matter what the building is, but we want those things to work together and allow God to, to bring that renewal. So I want to talk to you about spiritual renewal. Because all great movements of God begin with a period of consecration, surrender, confession, and receptivity to God's presence. There's a lot of words there. But it's a period of time where the people of God come together and say, you know what, Lord, we want to get a hold of this vision. We're hearing some of these things for the first time. Maybe you've heard a little bit before, and now you're trying to digest it. But God, what do you want to do? We want to see with your eyes. We want to feel your heart. We want to know what, what, what you care about and what, what you're calling us to. That doesn't happen in, in talking here for 30 minutes or 45 or whatever I'm going to go to today. Um, <laughs> you know what? That happens over time. That happens when we pray and we just say, God, open my heart. God, help me to see 
Help me to feel. Help me to, to have my heart beat for what your heart beats for. God, move in me. How, how would you want me to invest? What would you want me to do? And so we're going to enter a period of time where we, where we take this time and go, God, I want to see what you're going to do. And so we're going to take a period of time as a congregation, and this is my invitation to you, is to say, before any decisions are made about what we give or how much we do, is just to say, God, over these next 50 days, I just want to open my heart to you. We're going to build on the surrender we talked about in the last series. And God, God say, with open hands, God, I want to hear. I want you to stir in us. We want to hear from each other. What's God saying to you? How is he stirring in you? And so this 50-day journey of renewal, to help you in that process and to help us together, so it's not just an individual thing, but something we do together, is we've been uh, passing out some devotional journals. So if you've not yet received your devotional journal, make sure you pick it up before you leave. There's a devotional for every day. For us just to take a few minutes to, to build on whatever we're talking about this week. So for example, this week we're talking about C, renewing our vision. So we're going to have scriptures this next week that really talk about how do we see with God's eyes? How do we have our hearts and eyes open to what he has for us? And a daily reflection, a chance for you to journal. And I know some of you don't write and don't want to do that or whatever. Do it anyway. Say, for 50 days, I'm going to do it. For 50 days, I'm going to write a sentence. I'm going to take it with me. This is going to be my daily thing because it's going to connect and unite us in a powerful way for God to be able to speak to us collectively as a body. To help with that, every morning at 7.30 a.m., we're going to have a, a, a Facebook Live devotional with one of our pastors beginning tomorrow at 7.30 in the morning. If you want to hop on live, we're going to read that passage together, give a couple thoughts, and start our day. If you're not up at that time, it'll be on replay and you can watch it later. Um, but that'll be a great way for us to be daily in God's word and doing that. The second aspect of this process of, of spiritual renewal is fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. When the church and when people have consecrated themselves and said, Lord, we want to hear you, prayer is a huge part of that. God opening up to hearing from God, talking to him, and fasting. Fasting is a discipline that is, that is largely being lost in the church, and we want to hold on to that because God works in those times. Fasting means giving up something of importance to you, something that you crave. It, it typically revolves around food, as it, has in the, it did in the Bible, to go without food for a period of time. But fasting can be done in a lot of different ways. It can be fasting, you know, coffee. Wouldn't that be a sacrifice for some of you? But realizing just how hard it is to give up a little bit of flavored hot water makes you realize just how prone we are physically to the cravings that we cannot do without. And that's why fasting is so powerful to say, every time that craving hits, every time I have that longing, I'm going to remind myself, God, I crave you more. I long more for you. I want you to work in my church. I want you to work in my life. Every time you pass up that dessert, if you give up desserts for the time, maybe. Or maybe it's social media. That's what I'm going to do, social media, because I find myself sometimes mindlessly just getting sucked into it, and all of a sudden, you know what? Time has passed, right? You've watched these reels, and you've saw, got these updates from people who I haven't talked to in 50 years. Um, I can almost say that. Um, but it's, and not that that's a bad thing. I enjoy connecting, but I'm going to take some time to say, God, that time and that sometimes mindless just you know, go-to I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that for the next 50 days. I'm going to de dedicate that time. Whatever it is for you, find something that you can give up and say, God, I'm going to give that time to you and pray for my heart, for my church, and for the renewal that's happening. Now, in addition to that, fasting and prayer is every Tuesday at noon, we're going to open up the, the worship center here for a time to come and pray. Uh, we're challenging all of us as a church to fast Tuesday lunch. 
So whatever time you eat it, just fast your Tuesday lunch. But at noon is where we as pastors, that's normally our team, our team day, um, team Tuesday we call it. We're going <laughs> to, instead of going out, we're going to be in here. We're going to fast lunch. We're going to pray and invite you as we open up the worship center to pray or pray wherever you are as you fast on Tuesday. And I believe that discipline of prayer and fasting is going to be something that unites us as a church and allows God to open our hearts to see what he's going to do. Now, the Renew Initiative is over these next 50 days. It involves the church, involves what we're doing together, and I just want to give you a couple of key dates to see where this, uh, what this looks like. So daily, we've got our, our daily devotionals, our Facebook Live uh, will be on, a chance for us to connect. I mentioned, just now mentioned Tuesdays, um, our noon prayer time, prayer and fasting. And then coming up on November 5th and 6th, we're going to do an overnight 24 hours of prayer. And so We'll tell you more about that as it comes, but we're going to hold vigil here. We're going to pray throughout the church. We're going to invite you to you know, come for an hour and be a part of that, and you'll hear more about that. Because we're going to pray together ahead of what is next is the two commitment Sundays, November 6th and 13th. Because there is a financial commitment we're going to be asking for all of us to make a sacrifice. And so we're praying towards that day, too, to say, God, what would you have me do? And so over those two weeks, we're going to receive your commitments and what God's laying on your heart to do that, and we really want to make that a matter of prayer. And then on November 20th is going to be our, our final day of Renew, and that's going to be a celebration Sunday. It's going to be a day where we have baptisms, we're going to hear stories, we're going to, we're going to see what God has done in us through that time. We're going to share what, was, what, what we as a church collectively have committed to this project, and we're going to receive our, what we're calling our first fruits offering. That scripture talks about bringing our first and our best and saying, let's get this party started. Let's get this renovation started. Let's make it happen. And so that's going to be a day that we're going to celebrate as well. So that's just a little overview. Again, these dates will be in that brochure you'll receive uh, when you leave. So as we think about these next 50 days, we really want to see what God is doing. God, open my eyes. Help me to really see and grab a hold of, of this renewal that you're bringing. What do you want to do in me? What do you want to do through me? And as you, as you see this, this Renew logo, this graphic up here, there's this tree, right? The tree, these leaves that are jutting out, these leaves that represent new life, leaves that represent change and transformation, hope. And we want to see that tree full of leaves, of new life, of new branches that grow out of the branch that he has placed us on. And of course, Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the one who is our foundation, our center, our hope. And we want to grow beyond what God has for us to reach people in his name. And so as we bring it back around and say, God, what is it you want us to see? I know one thing for sure. He wants us to see people that matter to him. People that don't know him yet. They don't have that hope. They don't have that peace. And so as Kyle mentioned earlier out in, in, in our lobby, we've got another tree similar to the one in the, in the logo with leaves on it. And there's some pens out there. And so beginning today and over the next few weeks, we just encourage you, write the name, first name, or initials of somebody that you're praying for to know Jesus. And as we all see that out there, it's a reminder that what we're doing isn't for those of us here in the space. We're going to benefit. We're going to enjoy it. But what we do together is for those who don't know Christ yet. And it's an opportunity for us to pray for those names and to, to remind us, God, who are we praying for to know you? That's what we want to see. God, open our hearts. Who are you praying for that needs to know Jesus? One thing I know, if we're going to do this together, as the history has shown us, it's never one or two individuals that can do it. Not even a handful. What it's going to take, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us to make renewal happen. And that's the 
peace I get. That's the excitement I get. That's the joy that I get, that I don't have to do this on my own, and neither do you, but we can do this together. And it begins by us beginning this journey and saying, God, I give you these days. I give you this time. Speak. Let me hear you through your word, through prayer and fasting. And as we connect together, as we come in here, as we worship over these next few weeks, and just see what God can do among us. Renewal is on the horizon. Renewal is happening. And I can't wait to share this journey with you. Think about that verse again. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. Even just taking a small stroll through history reminds us of the faithful men and women, families, neighbors that have gone before, Lord, that have invested, that have sacrificed, that have given not only their money to, to build this place, but God, so much time and love, whether they were teaching or leading or serving or playing or singing or building. God, we stand on the shoulders, many who are here, of those who are here this morning. And God, and we just give you thanks and we honor that sacrifice. And so, God, as we begin this 50-day journey together, God, we consecrate ourselves to you. We, we submit ourselves to you with open hands to say, God, move among us. Breathe your fresh spirit into us and help us take a hold of the promise and the hope that you bring, for you are making all things new. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.